before we jump into the message too soon, I, I want to, um, I want you to hear a prayer tonight that doesn't work from the super inspirational movie, Talladega Nights. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the South call you, Jesus, <laughs> we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR, as we call them. And, of course, my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who is a stone-cold fox. Mm. also want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your Baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. And it smells terrible, and the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear tiny infant Jesus. Hey, we... um, you know, sweetie... Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. <sighs> your tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled-up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I win the races and I get the money. I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo T-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. Because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai. I like to think of Jesus, like, with giant eagle's wings yeah. and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with, like, an angel band. Hey, Cal. Why don't you just shut up? Yes, ma'am. Hey, so that is how you don't pray. You don't pray like that. Um, so to me, uh, this this talk is is not real about prayers that work or not. Like, here's the deal. There are no secret codes or no secret words that we use to get God's attention. Um, so, for instance, like if you're praying for the Denver Broncos, um, and someone else is praying, praying for the Oakland Raiders, um, do they cancel each other out? It doesn't matter because the Chiefs are on the Lord's side, right? So uh, the Chiefs are shown the favor of the Lord. So uh, here's the deal. Prayer is an act of worship. It, it's surrendering our will to God. Like my mom used to say this. Um, she used to say, why worry when you can pray? And you guys may have heard that before, but why worry when you can pray? And so often this is true for so many of us. We worry about so many things in life. School is about to start. Am I going to have the right clothes? Am I going to live in the, the right, uh, am I going to be at the right school? Am I going to have the right friends? We worry about so many things. And my, my friends that I had last year, they're going to continue to be my friends this year. Like all kinds of stuff. We worry about these things and, and we hold on to these, these things that we should be giving to God. We have to surrender control to God. We have to give it to them. But how do we do that? We do it by prayer. First Thessalonians three ten to 13, it says this, Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. 
Now may God, now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God uh, and Father when our Lord Jesus comes uh, with all his holy ones. Let me, I got an admission to make to you tonight. I, I got something to admit to you. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at prayer. Just to be completely honest with you, sometimes I'm not very good. And, and I, I kind of took some time and I kind of did a spiritual inventory of myself and my life and my spiritual life. And, and I would, to be honest with you, I probably stayed in the physical too much. Like, I, to be honest with you, I probably only prayed seven times this week. And so for some of you, you may be like, wow, that's a lot. For some of you, you may be like, you're a pastor, you know? Um, but sometimes, you know, our spiritual inventory, like it's lacking. And to be honest with you, uh, as of a, not a while back, I wasn't doing very good. Um, so let's be honest tonight here by a raise of hands. Whatever you guys say, say that you struggle with prayer. Anybody by a show of hands? Yeah. A lot of us, we struggle with prayer sometimes. But one thing we have to do, and the scripture talks about what we have to do, is we need to pray often. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 17, it basically says this. It says, pray all the time. Or another version that says, pray without ceasing. You pray without stopping. Um, Ephesians six eighteen it says, pray at all times and on every occasion in the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke 18, 1, it says, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. I want to challenge you guys with something. Um, how many of you guys, you've been sleeping in like all summer, every day, all summer, who has, uh, not woken up, um, before noon, like, this summer, not like all summer, but like a few times this summer. Anybody not woken up before noon? Anybody not woken up before one o'clock? Oh, wow. We got some late sleepers here. Anybody not woken up before two o'clock? That's in the afternoon, not in the morning. Okay. All right. Wow. We got some sleepers here. Here's what I want to challenge you guys to do. I want to challenge you guys in the morning. Uh, when you wake up sometime, especially when school starts, your alarm's going to be going off and or whatever it is that you use. Um, here's what I want to challenge you guys to do. As you wake up in the morning, and as you're just laying there, dreading getting out of bed, like or here in a few weeks, dreading going to school, here's what I want you to do. I want you to lay in bed just for the first two minutes of your day and just think about God and just pray and just talk with Him and set up your whole day right there. The first thing you do, is set up your whole day. Like um, on our mission trip a couple weeks ago in Denver, every morning we would get up and we would take a, what, 20-minute bus ride to um, to the place we were serving. Every morning we would play uh, worship music and we were what we were doing was we were preparing our hearts for the day, preparing our hearts to serve. And guys, I got to tell you, our students who went on this mission trip did awesome. They did so good. I was so proud of them because every single day, every single morning, we were preparing our hearts to serve, preparing our hearts to work. And I want to challenge you guys to do that. As you wake up and as you lay in the bed every single morning, don't pop up and be like, I got to play Xbox. Like, no, got to eat the cheese balls. You know, don't do that. Um, wake up. First thing you do every morning and just take two minutes and just start your day with God. 
Start your day with him. That's what I want to challenge you to do. So why, why don't we pray? Because uh, a lot of us, we know we believe in prayer. We know we should pray. But why don't we pray? A lot of our excuses, I don't have time. Or, or like sometimes like, I need to go to the gym. I got to spend a lot of time at the gym. Got to look good, you know, like whatever it is. Like, like I, I, I don't have time. Like we, a lot of it's like, we don't have time. Like I don't have time to eat right. Like I live off of Taco Bell and McDonald's. I mean, like a lot of us were like, I don't have time for God. And, and some people are like, I don't have time for people. I don't have time for my family, my kids, my school, my work. So I don't have time to pray because of my social media. I'm on it all the time. Or I don't have time to pray because of my girlfriend or my boyfriend. Like I can, I, to be honest, sometimes I can hardly sit in church for an hour without having the urge to text someone or like tweet something. You know what I'm saying? Like prayer can never be at the bottom of our list. It can never be the last thing that we think about doing. It should not be at the bottom of our list. And, and God talks, of, talks to us about living a lifestyle of prayer. Not just praying before meals. Not just praying before a road trip. God, put a hedge of protection around us. I don't even know what a hedge of protection is. But do that, God. And, and you know, we, do, we say that stuff. And... and we pray before road trips and, and not even as a, as a courtesy at, at a family gathering, you know, but to live constantly connected to God. And, and I'm, I'm with you in this area. I'm, I'm going along this journey with you in this area of prayer. And to be honest with you, I've got a long ways to go. But one thing we need to do when we're talking about prayer is to pray with passion. To pray with passion. There, there was a problem in the Bible. There was a group of people that would pray to show off. You guys know anybody like that? Okay, I hope not. <laughs> but these guys would pray to show off. They would stand out in public and be like, Holy Father in heaven, we love you. Thou art wonderful. And like say all this stuff. And they, people, you, you know people with these prayer voices? Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Like, you have these elegant, great voices, and you're like, I wish I sounded like that. Like, but my voice is like, huh? God, we love you. And like, I'm in, I'm in middle school, and my voice is going like this, you know? Like, sometimes that's how we pray. And then, but, and like, these guys, they would say these big, wonderful prayers, and at the end, like, the guys on the side would hold up scorecards. That was an eight, you know, like that's, you know, they would say these, they would rate, they would try to get people to be impressed by their prayers. Matthew 6, 5, it says this, it says, when you pray, don't be like those show offs who love to stand up and pray in the meeting places and on the street corners. They just do this to look good. And I can assure you that they already have their reward. Translation, it says, uh, translation to that. Not much. I don't need a whole lot of translation. Uh, a few more moments of arrogance is no reward at all. Um, this week, I prayed passionately this week. I prayed about some things going on in my life this week. There's some things in my life that, that I get stressed and I get worried about. My future, my wife, my kids, Emerge Youth, Crown Point Church, um, you guys. Um, there's some things that I prayed passionately about this week. You see, God is big enough for your worries. He's big enough for your doubts. He's big enough for your fears. He's big enough for your questions. He's looking for a heart that is completely sold out to him and someone who cries out in passion with authenticity and honestly, honesty. 
he, got, he knows the big picture. He knows what's going on, but he also cares about the little details, about the small things. He's like, if you guys have jobs, he's like the best manager in the world. Not like the manager where you work, like who's either out of touch with you because he only sees the big picture or is too much in touch and like he's the micromanager. But God can see today, he can see a thousand years into the future. Like, he sees wide angle. He's panoramic. Like, he sees it all. Like, he can look into the depths of your heart. Passionately cry out to God. He will hear your passion, and he will respond. Here's the deal. It it almost, it doesn't even matter what you say to God. I I remember one night, I was uh, probably a middle school kid, um, being at this really small church we grew up in in Oklahoma. And I remember being down at the altars, like they would have these big wooden altars if we don't have them here. But you guys probably know what I'm talking about. We would down at the altars and it was big wooden things. And I was down there just praying and talking to God. And there was this lady who was praying loud and like not on purpose. She was just a loud lady. And I just remember I could hear her prayer. And I remember one thing that she said in her prayer. She said, and, and I was shocked to hear this. And she said, God, I would really just like to kick his butt sometimes. And I was like, you can talk like that to God? Like, you, you can say that? I, I, I was like trying to say, God, thou art wonderful. Thou art great, you know? Thou art, you know? And she was just like talking to him like you would talk to a normal person. And I was shocked. I, I didn't know that I could talk to God like that. But the reality is, is that God is okay with you being real. He's okay with you being honest. You don't have to say these really big, elegant words when you pray. Just simply talk. Just simply have a conversation. Just simply talk to God how you would normally talk to anyone else. He may not understand homie, but... (laughs) Yeah, he probably would. But uh, Romans 8.26 says this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We We do not... know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express and the last thing i want to tell you is this you got to pray specifically i need to tell you guys this um i was uh once again middle school and uh i wanted to be an athlete so bad i played i did i played sport i was an athlete but i wanted to be like tall i wanted to be big i wanted to be this big strong athlete and, and so when I was, I was really worried about this because, um, I love sports so much. And so I was really stressed about this. So I went to my parents' room one night and, and I know they were, they were people of prayer. And I went to the room and I was like, dad, mom, would you pray for me to grow taller and to be stronger and to be bigger? And so my parents, they prayed for me. They prayed for me to grow and, and the only thing that grew were my feet. And I was like, Lord, come on, man. So pray specific prayer. I don't even know if God would have heard that prayer, but pray, pray specific prayers. Matthew 7, 7, it says this, keep on asking and you'll be given what you ask for. Keep on looking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be opened. Hebrews four sixteen it says this, so let us come boldly, to, uh, to the throne of our gracious God, 
there will there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it and then john 14:13 it says this from now on whatever you request along the lines of who i am and what i'm doing i will do it that's how the father will be seen for who he is in the son um, I, I got a couple things, three things real quick I want you guys to write down. And I want you to make this a part of your regular prayer time. If you can't write it down, um, maybe uh, when they go up on the screen, take a picture of it. Um, that would be good. Something for you to remember. Um, there's, there's three prayers. There's three things that I want you to say in your regular prayers. There's three different things. The first one is, Lord, use me. When you're praying, your regular prayers, you don't have to say that exact thing, but say it in one form or another, Lord, use me. And, and But I want to give you a quick warning before you say this, because he doesn't take this one lightly. He doesn't take it lightly. And, and, and this prayer usually doesn't come about through casual church attendance, but rather an intense understanding of who Jesus is, what he's done. And, and allowing him to break our hearts. See, a lot of people don't have a problem saying, Lord, use them. God, send them there. Lord, use that person. Or, Lord, use others. Or, or, hold on, Lord, I want you to use me, but on my terms. Like, don't, don't make me uncomfortable. Don't put me around people that I don't like. Lord, don't, don't make me put me around people that smell kind of funny. Lord, I want you to use me on my terms. And that's what we pray a lot of times. But he, God doesn't want anything less from us than complete surrender. What are you guys willing to do for God? How far is too far? Are, are there any limitations that you would place on what you would do for God? You say, God, I'll, I'll, I'll go this far or I'll only do this much. Are you putting limitations on God? The second thing this, I want you to know, and I want you to write down, and I want you to pray this in your normal prayers, is this, Lord, disturb me. One of our prayers needs to be for Jesus to allow us to see things the way he sees them. See, And if we were to have the eyes of Jesus and to see the things, we would be disturbed. Not like bad, like mentally, but like our hearts would be broken. We'd be shaken. We would be stirred to the point where we would have to do something about it. Because when that begins to take place, when we see, when we ask God to disturb us, um, that begins to take place. We will not be able to be content to just accept things the way that they are. I believe that the problem with a lot of students is that they're not disturbed. A lot of students were just comfortable. And that's where we want to be. We just want to be comfortable. And a lot of people, they don't wish to be disturbed. Um, we want to ignore that there are really people who will really go to hell if we don't do something about it. We want to ignore that there are problems in the world that can be solved if we would only be willing to do our part. Asking God to give you his heart, it's never a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. But when we pray for God to do this, then we're automatically taken out of our comfort zones, which is where the best or the most impactful ministry takes place. You guys that have gone on mission trips, you guys have done outreach, you guys done things that you you guys done things that make you so uncomfortable. You talk to people who you wouldn't normally talk to. You guys reach out to people and you guys have seen the results of that. 
You've seen people's lives change. You've seen people accept Christ. Maybe some of you have even seen healings and things. When you step out and do things that are uncomfortable for the Lord, who knows what he'll do in your life? Who knows what he'll do for that other person? That's when the best or the most impactful ministry takes place. And the third thing is this, and this is the last thing. I want you to pray this, Lord, break me. Question. Is there anything in your life right now that God wants out of your life? Is there anything you're doing? Is there a way you're living? Is there any, anything in your life right now that you know is not supposed to be there? That God wants out of your life? Maybe another way to put this is, is there anything not in your life right now that God needs to put there? When we begin to ask God to break us, he'll begin to reveal things to us that we perhaps thought wasn't a big deal. Or, or he will cause us to, to, he will call us to greater things. And in doing so, he'll cause us to make hard decisions, hard decisions and to leave other things behind. Here's the deal. God uses broken things. He took ordinary, unschooled fishermen and he turned the world upside down. And he's not looking for people who have perfection, but rather people who have passion to allow him to work in them so that he can work through them. I'm going to say that again. He's not looking for people who are perfection, who have perfection, but rather people who are, have a passion to allow him to work in them so that he can work through them. There's a God in heaven who loves you. Can we have our band come up? There's a God in heaven who loves you so very much. He wants to guide you. He wants to help you and he wants to give your life a direction and a purpose. And and tonight, maybe you're like me. Maybe you're like I was. It's been a little while. It had been a little while since I had just talked to God, since I had prayed. It's been, it had been a little while. Um, maybe you, maybe tonight during this message, you tuned me out and talked to God already. I, fair enough. That's a good trade. But my hope tonight is that you leave with one last bit of encouragement to live a life of prayer. And I want you, I want to read this last verse for you guys. And, and it's so strong and I want you to hear it. And I want you, it's so powerful. It says this now to, it's in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or all that we could imagine according to his power that is work at work within us. Inside of us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Tonight, we're going to close the night a little bit different. We're going to close the night um, by asking you. Uh, we're going to call everyone up here in a minute, and the band's going to play, and we're going to close the night with worship tonight, with worship and prayer. Because those are a couple ways that we focus on God, those are a couple ways that we talk to Him and communicate with Him. And, and so tonight, what I want you to do is this is not a time to leave. It's not a time to go out the back door. Um, this is a time to focus on God and seek him and worship him. And what I'm going to have everyone do, and I want to call everyone to the front. And as the band begins to play, I want you to shut out everyone else around you. Maybe what you need to do is you just close your eyes. Maybe what you need to do is you need to find a, a, a place on the side of the room. What you need to do is you need to find a place where you can be alone with God and you just talk to him. 
just talk to him. Are there things that you're going through? God's big enough. Are there things that you're dealing with? God's strong enough. Are our situations at home really bad? God can handle that. Are, are there things in your own personal life that you know that shouldn't be there? He's big enough to help you with that. Are there things that in your that things that like we said a while ago that aren't in your life that you know you should be there? He can help you get them there. So tonight, let's just take a few brief moments. Maybe you don't know how to pray. I can tell you, it's simple. Just talk to God. It's so simple. It's having a conversation, one-on-one with God. Whatever it is, God, I need your help. God, I love you. God, thank you for blessing my family. God, I'm worried about school coming up. God, I'm, I'm worried about my... God, please help me with this. Whatever it is, just cry out to him. Pray with passion. Pray with intensity. Just spend some time with him and just talk to God.